0: Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist. Uh, Welcome to episode 372. Uh, Just to alert everyone out there, if they haven't heard, um, the most famous tavern in colonial America or in America is closed as of October 31st. uh, The City Tavern of Philadelphia. Um, And uh, apparently the City Tavern... Uh, closed because of the COVID pandemic, or that was one of the attributing factors to it. Um, it relied heavily on the international crowd. No one's flying. No one's moving around. And I think subsequently the the lease, a long term lease with the National Park Service, which I'm sure are not too flexible of an entity in the in the national arena. Um, Forced Walter Stabe, uh to uh, to close it down. So uh, Walter's been a uh, the leading historian of, I would say, the tri-state area. You know, while promoting 18th century fare in his tavern, he decorated his his tavern to the nth degree, and uh, it'll, it'll it'll be sadly missed. This was uh, something uh, a needing establishment in 18th century style that will be sorely missed. And uh, you know anyone who's been there a few times will uh, revel in, in the feel and atmosphere of uh, stepping back into the time. So I can, I can feel for it because I'm the owner of the oldest tavern in the state of New Jersey, uh, the sign of the Key Tavern, which is um, part of the Shivers House Museum in historic Woodstown, New Jersey. So I always looked up to Walter. Walter was, he had a great uh, cooking series that he went around to uh, many other 18th century dwellings around the country, historic sites, Mount Vernon, Monticello, and and others, just to name a few. So, and he has a great cooking series out there, cooking in the 18th century style. So I highly uh, recommend everyone to look it up, but you know, just just again, a little rehashing of taverns. Taverns were as the British called them, public houses or coffee houses. These were meeting places. Uh, Taverns were like outposts. Some of the first dwellings put up where villages, hamlets, or towns, or cities would eventually be. Stretched out anywhere from six to ten miles from one tavern to the other or town to tavern. And seemingly that's as far as a horse could go in one day. So you could make it to the tavern, you could exchange horses or call it a night and get a meal and go upstairs and sleep on the floor or something like that in the early taverns, such as the sign of the key. Um, But they were uh, places where whoever was in charge and during the terms of the revolution, um, they would hold their meetings, their strategic military meetings. Uh, Religious establishments would have their meetings there, would be a place for townsfolk to get their mail, for pamphleteers to do drop-offs. Um, early taverns, uh, the, the fare was quite limited. You'd have one meal of the day. It could be, uh, could be rabbit, it could be you know venison, it um, could be pork, maybe one or two beverages, ale, hard cider, etc. Uh, virtually no wine when it came to taverns. In the tri-state area, southern New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, but uh, <clears throat> nevertheless, um, Walter State will be greatly uh, missed because he was a historic ambassador for the state of Philadelphia, or the state of Pennsylvania rather than the city of Philadelphia, um, and Philadelphia is void of that. Uh, I, I say the Park National Park Service fails. They're inept, to say the least, um, in their dealings in the promotion of history in the Philadelphia area, It's total failures in the last 100 years. And so much could have been done and should have been done with Philadelphia to turn it into the historical colonial capital it once was, but they've failed miserably. And their an organization that's caught up in, quote, uh, red tape or white-collar papers or you name it, and uh, nothing gets done. And uh, so very, very sad. And even from the standpoint of this uh, building the Liberty Bell is in, put up several years ago, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. The uh, I really think the, the money could have been promoted much more wisely by creating um, reproduction workshops or houses and uh, to demonstrate how trades in the 18th century in Philadelphia worked, the furniture trades and the basket trades and um, fabric trades. and Just a plethora of things could have been done instead of putting up a contemporary building with you know, telling another story in, in the house of Liberty Bell. So it's just, to me, it's a failure. But uh, be as it may, um, Walter Staub is going to be missed. We had, uh, oh, about five, six years ago, we had the tall ships come in and the uh, the frigate that, uh, the Marquis de Lafayette, the reproduction from France that came over. And uh, as it occurred, you know, a few hundred years ago, when Lafayette came to uh, heed word in philadelphia that the fleets were coming and they were uh you know going to head to yorktown the uh the chef and the or the proprietor of the city tavern at that point made a pilgrimage with a great meal down onto the boat and this was reenacted about five six years ago for a quite expensive plate from the city tavern but nonetheless it was uh, um worth noting uh the reproduction of history there so again walter stabe uh so kudos to Walter, and, and uh, we hope he finds everything well in the future. So anyway, Greg Perry just reminding any, everyone that if they uh, plan to go to the City Tavern, it's no longer there. And I'm sure the Park Service will not find another good tenant like Walter Stabe or anything close. So, uh, you know, very sad time and uh, amongst many other things in our, our country that we've come to find out are not really what they thought they would be or what they are. Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist, signing out.